Hello and welcome back to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brent Janogan. This is Season 17, Episode 2. Tonight we're going to be talking about tone. This is going to be a conversation talking about chiropractic tone, how we use it as a chiropractor, as well as professionally and how we can use it in our life. Before we hop in this conversation, though, let's hear from our amazing sponsors that allow this podcast to happen. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with helpful tools like online booking, admin scheduling, integrated payment processing, and charting. But there's more to Jane than you might think. The team at Jane cares a lot about the problems you face as a practitioner. One of those problems is the prevalence of no-shows and late cancellations in practices. So they've made it easy for you with a few simple tools built right into Jane. That includes the ability to implement an online booking payment policy, send out unlimited text and email reminders, and enabling waitlist management features to fill those last-minute gaps that weren't preventable. Come see Jane in action at jane.app and use our code LEGENDARY to receive an entire month of offset billing. That's J-A-N-E dot A-P-P and promo code LEGENDARY at checkout. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Allow them to combine your wishes and their 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients by heading to TotalClinicSolutions.com and use promo code LEGENDARY for $100 off on qualifying table purchases. That's TotalClinicSolutions.com, promo code LEGENDARY for $100 off. Welcome back to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. This is Season 17, Episode 2. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Brent Janogan. We're talking about tone tonight. This is a great topic. This is something that, um, as a student... I didn't really understand until I started getting my hands on people more and started to understand how that shows up. And I want to talk a little bit about the chiropractic portion, and then we're going to transfer into how we can adapt that into our personal life and understand how tone can be applicable to our everyday lives and how we can show up in our relationships, uh, in just everyday life and how we can understand how to use tone as a benefit. We're then going to talk a little bit about the professional aspects of how we can incorporate that tone into speech patterns such as communication, shaking hands, and just understanding how to approach a person. That could be a business interaction, it could be a relationship interaction, or it could be someone on the table. So let's start. What is tone? Uh, a lot of people have a lot of different conversations on how to read tone and analyze tone, but let's actually look at what tone, the definition of tone is. In Tone is the degree of vitality, tension, activity, strength, and excitability of neurological impulses for the supplied tissue and observance of the state of health of that tissue. Okay, big, long uh, description there, but we're going to break it down. We're going to talk, we're going to break it down into vitality, tension, activity, strength, and excitability. And we're going to talk about those topics because the vitality piece of a tone, uh, that is the state of health. That is how healthy is that tissue? Is that tissue diseased? Is it um, uh, atrophic? 
Is it connected? And is it doing what it's supposed to, right? So is, is the overall health of the tissue in a good state of tonicity? And that could be bone tissue, that could be soft tissue such as ligaments or muscles. Um, but it's, it's asking, is the tone, is the resonant tone of that specific tissue, does it have a state of vitality to it? Or is it lacking? Is it in a lesser tone? Is the disc space, uh, does, is it, does it have a, a off tone? Is you know, whenever you're adjusting, you can understand a facet adjustment versus a disc adjustment. The disc adjustment sounds much different than a facet adjustment. It actually feels different. There's a, a feed in and the impulse and the, the change of the tone itself is changing with that adjustment because it's getting neurologically reconnected. And in that state of vitality, if you have an osteoporotic bone or osteopenia bone, then it's going to have a different tone. It's going to have less, less of a resonant sound of less of a resonant force. Or um, when you're when you're listening to it, it's not going to sound the same as the rest. Just like if you have a fracture, it's going to sound differently. When I say sound, um, I'm obviously considering like you know what we're doing with our hands. We're listening. We're creating some type of understanding and response through our hands. And so it, it feels different. It's almost like sonar. And you'll know this because when you feed into the system, it, it, it just feels unhealthy. And that, that's something that takes time to understand what good tissue and bad tissue feels like. Uh, and as we move through that state of health, that leads us to the actual tension that's in that specific tissue. So if we're palpating muscles, say we're, we're palpating the posterior chain in the back and we're going through and we're trying to understand, you know, six layers of muscles on the back, you're getting through the, the traps, the middle and lower traps, but then the rhomboids are at a higher tension. So it's a higher tone. So then it holds more tension at those rhomboids versus the actual middle or lower traps because they have a lesser tone, so that means that they're not as engaged. So that tension, that tensile strength, uh, how the, the muscle is actually engaging and how it's holding itself in time and space, that's that tone. It could be either hypertonistic or hypotonistic, or it can just be more of a neutral tone, where that neutral tone could be uh, not properly connected to the brain, so, once you get adjusted, that tone increases and then it can do what it's supposed to and hold the position it's supposed to hold. Or you find that muscle that's turned off and it's not properly engaging, it's not doing what it's supposed to, and that's a hypotonistic muscle. Then activity. What is the muscle supposed to do? If the bicep long head is meant to create elbow flexion, then if it's hypertonistic and it's not properly engaging, then it can't activate through its full range of motion. Therefore, its activity is decreased. So that is also a state of understanding is, are we listening to the tone? Are we listening for the vitality of it? Are we listening for the tension of the muscle? But also, is it doing what it's supposed to? If a muscle is, for instance, a lot of times I find the shoulders as they fall forward, uh, you have upper cross syndrome, the pec minor gets over engaged and it's hypertonistic, meaning that it's really tight, it's squeezing and it's pulling that shoulder down. As it's doing that, we know that because it's under a state of tension, that the activity of the muscle is reduced because it doesn't have the proper range of motion and it can't do what it's supposed to. 
So how am I ever going to expect that muscle to do its job and release and contract as it needs to, to allow the shoulder to be able to move properly if it's constantly under a state of tension and lower activity levels? The strength. A muscle strength that's gauged. We can do a muscle test. We can gauge it one through five, but that's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk about the muscle itself, the strength of the muscle. Can it endure load? Does it have a volumetric load capability that the muscle itself is able to endure stress, such as a squat or a bicep curl or picking someone's head up off the table when you're adjusting them? If you have an injury and that muscle does not have the proper strength, then it cannot do its job. And that's part of the understanding of is the tone of the muscle part of the strength in that conversation, is it reduced? Does it have hypertonistic characteristics, but still able to do its activity? So it's still able to do its action. And the endurance or the strength of the muscle has been reduced because it's in a hypertonistic state. I hope that makes sense. Because as we move into excitability, this is the part of the neurological conversation. Is your brain connected to the muscle? Can the muscle communicate its necessary properties to be able to perform its actions? If your brain is not connected to the muscle, then the muscle cannot do its job because it doesn't get the proper information. So we know that the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body and the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body, depending on what type of information and uh, how it's being communicated. So obviously uh, different spinal tracts communicate different parts of information as it travels down, down the spinal cord and communicates intersegmentally out to the body. So above, down, inside, out. If we don't have proper communication up top, as it flows down the spinal cord, down the spine, then as it exits the spine going out to the body, that's all part of the tone. If the system is twisted and it's in a state of tension, then you can expect there's going to be reduced activity, reduced excitability, or potentially hyper excitability, causing the muscle to go into a state of spasm or tetanus. And that's very subjective. That's me just kind of throwing things out there just to give you a broad understanding. We can dive into the specifics, it's a hard word, specifics of the conversation. And I would love to hear your thoughts. So make sure you like and drop some comments on this conversation because I want this to expand and I want us to be able to have more conversations on this and expand it and bring people on that are subject matter experts in the field of tone. Uh, later this, this season, we have someone coming on that's gonna be delivering a lot of really great conversations about tonal chiropractic and the use of tone and understanding how to read that tone and apply a soft contact adjustment, such as like a light contact adjustment, not a osseous bone movement adjustment and the the dural tension that's found in the spinal cord wound up in the dentate ligaments that that is part of the conversation of the tone of the system and how it's holding itself and then we can dive into that vitality we can dive into the tone or the um the tension the activity the strength or the excitability we can talk about all those individually or we can talk about them in a perfectly little happy box that we call tone now, how do, we, how do we find tone? What does that look like? As you're palpating, as you're, as you're running your hands along someone's spine or along the body, the shoulders, the legs, wherever, we're listening to the system. We're asking it, are you in a state of health? 
Are you in a state of stress? Is there stress in the system? Is there, is there more tension on a left side of the body versus the right side? Compensatory patterns of how the body's holding itself in time and space relates to a lot of that conversation. And it really does explain to us the health of the tissue, the health of the system, the, if it's specifically on the back side of the body, such as the Achilles tendon, and the Achilles tendon on the right leg is more hypertonistic than the left, we can assume that the right side of the body is under more stress, more strain, which is causing it to be at a higher level of tension. It could potentially be reducing its activity levels. It could potentially not have good uh, connection to the brain, which is reducing the excitability. So it's actually under a state of stress and it's reduced the health and the status of health of that specific uh, muscle or ligament or the tissue itself that's causing it to ultimately be at a lower tone of health. Now, how can we apply this in practice? Whenever you walk up and you shake a person's hand, when you walk into a room, whenever you're approaching a person on the table, whenever you're talking to your CAs, when you're having a conversation, this is all part of the conversation of tone. How you show up, how you wake up, how you communicate, how you project your voice, how you carry yourself. If you walk into a room mad and acting like a bulldog, you're going to bulldoze everybody in the room. That is a, that's a high tone. You're, you're in a state of stress or aggression, and that can be read. It can be felt. Those are energies that people can pick up on, and that could potentially push people away from you, or it could attract people to you, depending on where other people are. And that's a part of that conversation of tone when you're approaching the table. When I walk up to the table, do I just walk up and start touching and adjusting? Or do I walk up and I address the person? Where is their breath? Are they breathing properly? Is the breath more so in the thoracic cavity in the chest or is it more in the belly? That could then help me understand the autonomic nervous system tone is now you're in a state of sympathetic dominance. So you're more hypertonistic and you're stuck in that sympathetic state of survival. Whereas if you were in a more belly breathing or belly breath state of tone, then that's more of a parasympathetic activation. So we know that we're more parasympathetically dominant, which means we're in that rest and digest. We're not stuck in the fight or flight like we are in the sympathetic phase. So whenever we walk up, if you just walk up and grab a person, you may increase the tone of their system because you've increased the excitability, the tension, and overall how they've responded to you approaching them. If you just walk up and throw your arm around somebody, that may if they're in a sympathetic dominant tone, that could cause them to go in a more stressed sympathetic state versus you walk up and you, hey, how are you? And then you approach, you show face, you allow yourself to be seen, you allow them to be seen. And there is a bit of a conversation that happens non-verbally, just like there is one that happens verbally. So it's important, it's absolutely important to understand how we are showing up, the tone in which we are carrying, and also when you're approaching a person specifically on the table in this instance, how you walk up and approach that person could cause them to increase their state of autonomic uh, sympathetic dominance or decrease into a more parasympathetic dominance, 
which is ideally the goal of getting adjusted. We want to take you out of that sympathetic survival state and bring you in that rest, digest, and thriving state of parasympathetic tone. Now, how you articulate and how you project your voice. If, if I talk real low and I talk real soft, that's a low tone. That's more of a parasympathetic tone where I'm bringing things down, I'm grounding, I'm lowering the vibration so that whenever I speak, it's more of a soft tone that's not um, assaulting. Versus if I want to get real aggressive and project myself and be diaphragmatic, that could instigate more of a rise in tone. And people respond to that. So if you are needing to clarify things, maybe you should slow down your conversation to emphasize the importance of how you're speaking and the things that you're speaking about versus just talking really fast and having a lot to say feels like sometimes this gets overwhelming because there's too much being said and I don't have time to process and integrate what you're saying. So whenever you're speaking, if you have a public speaking event, if you're doing your doctor's report or you're going out doing a screening event or you're going and doing consultations or whatever it is, even if it's just having a coffee, an interview, how you approach that conversation and the tone in which you carry into the conversation absolutely matters. Now, whenever I was introduced to Tone, a really great uh, example that was presented to me was a person just reached out and handed me something. So I'm suggesting that I want you to take this. So the tonality of this expression is that I want to give you this pen. And you would perceive and read that tone as if, ah, he's wanting me to take the pen. So you then reach out and take the pen from my hand. In the midst of the conversation of me handing off the pen to you, when do you know to let go? Is it when I let go? Or is it whenever you want the pen and so you try to pull it, but I don't let go because I'm holding on to it. So that's kind of how the system does sometimes when you're adjusting. If you hold your breath and you hold on and create that tension internally, you don't let go and you don't allow yourself to receive, then you won't ever be able to receive what you're being offered. And that I see that a lot in practice whenever people get on the table and they hold their breath and I'll just step back I'm like, okay, sympathetic dominance. I take count, like, did I move too fast? No, they're just, that's just where they are. So you then step back, say, hey, take a deep breath, let it all out, and you can move forward with the adjustment. Sometimes it could take a couple of breaths, uh, depending on the person, it may be that they just simply need a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes to just integrate and allow themselves to get ready for the next impulse or the next adjustment or uh, perhaps move positions. And that's, that's okay. Uh, giving a person space, time, and permission is absolutely important. You can't just force your will onto a person, expect them to accept it and keep moving on. That's how you lose people in practice. So, Energetic tone, resonance, resonant energy. That's really the conversation here. How do I show up? How am I showing up? And how do I want to show up? Or perhaps how am I perceived of showing up? Am I very aggressively walking into a room and trying to dominate the room? That's very palpable for some people. 
um, chiropractors are typically empaths. And that allows us to be able to empathetically pick up on other people's energetic sources or resonant energies and how they are projecting or how they're feeling. If a person's sad, that's a low vibration tone that that person is in a state of lesser health. They're, they're not happy. Joy is the highest vibration on the frequency chart, I believe, is like 700. And as you get lower frequencies, you're talking about shame, you're talking about guilt, we're talking about um, depression, anxiety, and things like that or of that nature that are very low vibration, very, um, very lower on the scale of vibration because it, it brings us down. It's, it's not a healthy place. It's not a state of health. If, if you're stuck in a pattern that's very low vibrating, then that's because you're, you're stuck in that pattern and, and it's, you have to integrate, you have to, you have to move on, you have to let it go and you have to be willing to give yourself permission to heal. And that's a big part of the conversation of tone is, um, my beliefs, my, my, you know, what am, what am I doing internally that is expressing externally? And am I expressing something externally that internally I'm, I may not be consciously aware of. And that's where a lot of times people, you know, you'll see adjustments on the table as you adjust them, they have emotional release. That's an expression of health. That's an expression of healing, crying and laughing. Those are good things. Uh, get it's like getting a fever a fever is a good thing that means the body has it's doing what it's supposed to it's healing it's doing the necessary procedures and going down the, the um, pathway and processes so it can heal itself so before we jump into this with adjusting i'm gonna have a quick break so we can hear from our amazing sponsors that allow this podcast to happen HealthPair is the number one choice for owner-operated practitioners like you to source, screen, and place candidates for your office. Let our world-class team assist you along your hiring journey. Book an intro call with us so we can learn more about your recruiting needs, how and if we can assist you, and give you the best next steps to take in order to fill your positions as soon as possible. We place all positions, from doctors to office managers to techs, assistants, everyone in between. HealthPair has you covered. Head to healthpair.io to book your intro call with us and mention this podcast ad to receive an additional 10% off your first month. That's healthpair.io. And we're back with season 17, episode two. If you're just checking in, I am Dr. Brent Janogan. I am your host. And we're talking about tone. We're going to talk about tone and we've talked about a little bit of professional. We've talked a little bit about the, uh, the personal and the chiropractic. But I want to talk about the adjusting of tone. And this is something that um, is very, I, I, I don't want to say new to me, but it's something I've been exposed to since I've been a student in chiropractic school. Uh, and now it's something that I implement in my everyday practice. And I work to be able to implement it uh, more masterfully every single day because I want to show up better for my patients and I hope you do too. And I hope that's why you're listening to this podcast is because it brings you great information that allows you to be able to show up and be able to serve your people better and just be able to serve yourself better. And that's ultimately, we're just giant mirrors being able to express and connect to people. And it's, it's really just that conversation. It's, it's a tonality 
of expression. So hypertonistic versus hypotonistic. What does that mean? Hypertonistic means high tone. Hypotonistic means low tone. We talked a little bit about it earlier. Hypertonistic is going to be more of a high tension muscle. It's a muscle or excuse me, a tissue that has a lot of tone, a lot of tension. Uh, it could just be that it's stuck in a, a state of activity that it's no longer able to move through the full ranges of motion. It may not have proper connectivity to the brain or the nervous system. It, it really is just, is that muscle or is it that, is that tissue specifically uh, incapable of doing what it is intended to do? And that could be because it's not properly engaged and turned online, or it could be that it's over-engaged and it's now stuck in that state of lesser being, or lesser health high tone. So when we're palpating, when we're, we're listening to that tone, are we, are we just scanning the system and looking for a bone out of place? No. What we're doing is we're trying to find and develop a conversation in the system that we're listening to the tone and we're listening to the system to ask it to guide us where to be because ultimately those muscles, that fascia, uh, all that soft tissue is going to guide you into this specific place if you listen to it, that active listening. Are we... Are we guided by the system or are we telling the system what to do? And in this, this could be a very, um, it could be a conversation that people feel differently about. So I'm going to speak in general, general terms, at least on what I believe. And if you have a, a different opinion or different belief, I would love to hear it. And of course, like and leave a comment so that way we can have this conversation potentially bring you on the podcast and we can actually have this conversation for everybody else to hear too. So rapport, this is something that we hear a lot from chiropractic seminars and adjusting seminars, talking about the rapport. Where is the rapport in the system? What is rapport? And really all it is, is listening to the tone of the system. <laughs> it really is just listening to the tone. Where is the system guiding you? Where does it want you to be? Is the right side of the body really tight and the left side of the body is really turned off? If so, we need to figure out why. And that is listening to the system dynamically and allowing it to guide you. The, the system gets stuck in states of, of tension and activation that it no longer can move through the proper ranges of motion. So we then listen to that and we find ways to free the system so it can get back to its original intended use. And how that can look Whereas we adjust intersegmentally, right? We adjust the spine. We look for uh, tone in the system. We find one specific segment. We adjust that segment. We restore neurological communication from the brain to the body. However, that's just one part of the conversation. If you're looking at it globally, we're looking at the entire system. You know, for instance, we'll use the rib cage. If I'm if I'm palpating the rib cage and I'm looking for tone in the system globally, the rib cage may be manipulated and may be out of position. So that's causing the actual massive torsion pattern in the system. And it's creating upper cross syndrome. It's turning the core offline. It could be dumping the pelvis. So the anterior chains turned off. So we need to address the global tonality of the system, then work globally to local tonality of specific regions. And then from there, migrate down to the spine and find the intersegmental tonality of the system 
in which we then can either palpate and find facet, disc, or spinal cord level uh, torsion and tone, and then adjust based off of that, which then restores all of the, the vitality, tension, activity, strength, and excitability. It's going to restore all of that by listening and understanding how we can get down to the specific segment, adjust that one bone and move everything to where it's all back online. It's like plug in your phone and charging it. If you can't, you can't expect things to ever work at 100% function if you don't have proper neurological communication. That's all read off of the tone of the system. How is it holding itself? And is it, and just because you move one bone doesn't mean that that corrects everything. It could be that that's a pattern that's wound to the system due to trauma. If I'm out mountain biking and I crash my bike and I land on my left shoulder and it compresses my rib cage all the way down to my right lower ribs, then I have a trauma pattern from the left shoulder down to the right hip into the right ribs. So there's potentiality that I need to put you back into that position to unwind that trauma pain pattern that's stored in your nervous system. So I have to put you back into this position of compromise, adjust from that position to unwind that pattern so your body no longer holds on and stores that information. If, if you're looking for local tone, that means, what I mean by local tone is uh, regional tone. So if I'm adjusting the thoracics, the lumbars, the pelvis, the extremities, the cervicals, specifically lower, middle, upper, there's different compartments, there's different segments. Um, and they're all correlated and connected. A Levitt Brothers reactor in TRT or even Tolsky Tonal utilizes the sphenoid talks to the coccyx, L5 talks to C1. And there's mirror patterns of the right side of the cervicals talk to the lower left lumbar. And all of that is part of the conversation of tone. And if you don't understand that, then reach out. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about how we can connect and how we can bring this profession to another level because we have all of this information available. It's been here and it's advancing. And it's only getting better. It's only getting more um there's only, there's only more research coming out. Polyvagal tone and theory and um, all kinds of different types of techniques utilizing posture or utilizing uh, thermography or x-rays. And there's a ton of ways to be able to figure out how to do this. But ultimately, it's up to you. You are the artist. As a chiropractor, it's a philosophy, science, and art. You are an artist. It is your duty to yourself, your practice, and your patience to ensure that you are analyzing the nervous system, you're finding the tonicity of the system and you are correcting subluxation so it can restore communication to the body and allow it to be able to thrive. We are not meant to be stuck in a sympathetic tone all the time. We're not supposed to be in fight or flight. We're not supposed to be wound up and worried about what's going to happen to us every next second because anxiety and depression and all of that just that's a state of survival. That's a hypertonistic tone. It's, it's a sympathetic dominant tone in the autonomic nervous system. And it's meant to protect us. It's not meant to be a state of living. We're not meant to live in sympathetic tone all the time. And in today's world, we're so caught up 
in the monotony of doing all these different things that really just causes us more stress, more anxiety, and then um, instant gratification decreases dopamine, decreases serotonin. We're not getting the oxytocin that we need. That means we're not producing the proper amounts of acetylcholine and uh, organ function is reducing because of constant states of adrenal fatigue and different other things and leaky gut causes a bunch of issues and there's just so much to it. But the simplistic part of the conversation is a recognition of the tone of your system. Can you at this moment take a breath and recognize where you have resistance in the body? That's a tone. We're reading the tone. We're reading that high tone in the system with the stress. Am I anxious? Do I carry all my stress on my shoulders and my neck? That's causing me to hunch my shoulders and I'm walking around like this and I don't know it. Or are you walking around and your, your shoulders high on one side and you don't know it and you look, someone tells you, you're like, Hey, like, it looks like you got something on your shoulder. You're like, you know, or find a chiropractor. It's like your posture, you're holding your shoulder high, your left hips higher than, than your right. That's all tonistic. It's, it's, it's the conversation of how the body's holding itself and how you're showing up. So I hope that this information has been beneficial. I really would like to have some more conversation on this, expanding on what is tone, how we can show up in everyday life and be better versions of ourselves, ultimately allowing us to be able to show up and serve people better. Because at the end of the day, that is the message to serve and to be able to serve well. I hope that this has been very informative. Please reach out, like, comment, share. We will be dropping episodes every single week this season. So look out for those. This upcoming week, I will be having two episodes drop. So make sure you drop in. We're talking about nutrition on one of them. Another one I'm going to let you find out. Love you. I appreciate you. Serve your people. We will see you next week. Light and love. Bye.